Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health Liquid Extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information or to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine, another hour of the weekend edition of Intelligent Medicine, wherein we answer your questions. 877-726-8255 is our number to call in, pose your questions, share an opinion. If you got uh, a beef with uh, something that's going on in the medical scene, we'd love to hear from you. 877-726-TALK. And uh, among the stories we're going to tackle uh, this week, this uh, weekend um, pate de foie, which is uh, liver pate, uh, is something that has been banned in certain municipalities because of animal cruelty. But uh, technology is bringing us a new answer. We'll take a look at that. Also, a compound derived from turmeric has neuroprotective properties. And when it comes to ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, I've been saying this for a long time, there's a definite risk to consuming ultra-processed food. 877-726-8255, our number. And um, this item, it's... uh, you know, in as part of uh, its initiative to get everyone vaccinated, uh, the Biden administration has announced plans to send agents door to door in order to get remaining Americans vaccinated. And uh, it's kind of like um, <laughs> Christian Science folks uh, or the um, proselytizers of various uh, religions. Not so much Christian Science because uh, they don't proselytize. But uh, the door-to-door evangelists who come knocking on your door uh, to get you converted, it, they're going to do this with vaccines. And a leaked memo from the Lake County Health Department in Illinois uh, says that these individuals entitled community health ambassadors are instructed to keep track of the addresses and responses from residents in a door-knocking spreadsheet. So they're going to knock on your door and find out if you're vaccinated, and then they're going to record your response, which is kind of 
kind of disconcerting. I mean, I get, you know, it good motive. You know, we want to increase vaccine coverage. We want to promote herd immunity, especially in view of the possibility that uh, we may have a surge and variants are floating around that uh, may or may not be more infectious. But um, I'm going to share with you some points that the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, the AAPS, makes about this initiative. They say it's unconstitutional and unethical. It's not going to fly because it will be met with court challenges on a constitutional basis. So among their arguments, they say that the U.S. Constitution provides no authority for the federal government to be involved in medicine, for example, by recommending, promoting, or mandating treatments. That's going to be kind of a slippery slope argument because the government has been an advocate of various types of treatment, but they can't dictate treatment. Okay? And that's a pretty sound constitutional principle. They also say that if the ambassador becomes aware of a person's vaccination status, the government has already been collecting personal health data and sharing it with agents having nothing to do with the person's care, which is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. Now, there is this thing called HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, HIPAA, where you're not supposed to share information about another patient. In fact, we have to be kind of careful in our office because you can't just say, um, Mrs. So-and-so, you know, come to the exam room because it violates that person's confidentiality. Just even something as simple as that because, you know, it could be, uh, okay, Britney Spears, are you ready for your psych exam? Go back to the exam. No, can't say that because it violates their confidentiality. But HIPAA is not involved here. It allows very broad discretion to government officials. What they say here is that this is actually a violation of the Fourth Amendment. Now, you're going to say, what in the heck? I don't remember. What is the, scratch my head, what's the Fourth Amendment? Well, the Fourth Amendment is about unlawful search and seizure. So it's kind of a broad statute which means that the government can't mess with your stuff. And your stuff includes your personal health data. Another argument that AAPS musters is that states have the lawful authority to regulate the practice of medicine. It varies from state to state. So if a doctor is not practicing good medicine, they can go before their state medical board. No, not a federal medical board. It's a state medical board. But ambassadors are evidently not under any constraints regarding training, credentialing, documentation, or scope of practice. Although they're acting in a medical capacity, they are collecting data and giving medical advice without any kind of supervision and even medical assistants and medical scribes, non-medical paraprofessionals need to meet certain qualifications. What are the qualifications of this roving band of door-knocking community health ambassadors. There are no stringent qualifications to be met. They just have a script, and they go out and talk to people. And finally, they say that ambassadors are promoting an experimental product. 
there is an EUA, an emergency use authorization for the vaccines, but so far they've not had a final approval or authorization that may come pretty soon. But even if a product is FDA approved, like drugs, advertisers and medical professionals must divulge risks. And for the vaccine, these, those would include heart inflammation, paralysis from Guillain-Barre or other causes, um, or even in a few isolated cases, death. I mean, there are occasional side effects. They're relatively uncommon, but it's the real deal. Blood clots and so on. So imagine if the vaccine, even as an approved medication, were advertised on TV alongside all the other drugs you see on the evening news with a long litany of the side effects that they can cause. I mean, that's the way it's supposed to be. So the ambassadors are promoting a product that doesn't even have full regulatory approval with no information on risks. So how about that? So the AAPS believes that distorted or solicitation violates the ethical pr principles of protecting confidentiality and informed consent. Uh, health professionals need a patient's implied consent even to be seen. They may not simply show up uninvited at a stranger's home. So for example, let's say I decide I want to become a door-knocking ambassador and I am on a crusade to combat obesity in America. And I go knocking on people's doors. They fully have a right to tell me to get packing. <laughs> I'm not interested in your advice. No, I don't want to go on a low-carb diet. No, I don't want to give up my junk food. Get lost. So that's a pretty good set of arguments that I think are going to put um, a speed bump in this initiative. Uh, it's not going to go well, in my opinion. And I think it's an infringement on people's rights, as well-meaning as it might be. I get it. This is a crisis. People could die. I get the rationale. But there's something about it that has a bad aroma. 877-726-8255 is our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman for a suite of professional-grade products from Protocol for Life Balance, which can help support your body's healthy detoxification process. They aid in the elimination of certain environmental toxins from the body, support healthy cellular reproduction cycles and liver function, and promote healthy hormone metabolism. They're available at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. There's never been a more important time to ensure your immune system is operating at its peak. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a new natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea. Future Farm's Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients together. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility. 
For more information and order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216. Or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Back to Intelligent Medicine, Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number. And in the last uh, segment, we talked about those uh, door-to-door health ambassadors who are going to make home visits to convince people to take up the vaccine. Uh, We have a reaction to that. Uh, Carol in Iowa, welcome. Wouldn't most of these unvaccinated people be the undocumented illegal immigrants that sneak across the border? And or you mean that the, 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 they'll be uh, enlisted in the effort to uh, promote the vaccine? No, that they'll um, that they're coming down with COVID. They just sneak over the border, and they're you know vitamin deficient to begin with. You know they're, yeah, they're not I, eating right. That it's such an interesting question that you pose because uh, there's been a virtual uh, uh, like blanket of silence about the potential for a lot of people entering the country of uncertain vaccine status and uh, with uncertain uh, carrier status of COVID uh, because the vaccine issue is such a, I mean, the immigration issue is such a hot potato. And so it's, it's really hard to get statistics. Occasionally they leak out that a certain percentage of these folks are unvaccinated, a high percentage, and a certain percentage of them uh, actually have COVID, and they test positive for COVID. But uh, they don't want to talk about it too much because they're more concerned about getting uh, American citizens vaccinated. Uh, and oh, here's another paradox: <laughs> is they, they, you know, you might say, well, let's let's just line these folks up at the border and just vaccinate them. You know, they say, look, you know, you're illegal, and if you want to come into the U.S. We're going to have to vaccinate you, okay? And otherwise, turn back, swim back across the Rio Grande, go back where you came from. But they're making it a human rights infringement uh, to make it mandatory to vaccinate uh, these uh, immigrants. So it's it's kind of it's just a paradoxical situation and kind of a double standard. I and I I just don't know what the true facts are. And regardless of whether you're uh, a fan of uh, you know, open borders, or whether you're for building a wall, it, it is a true consideration. And nobody really talks about it. You know, they talk about the crisis of misinformation, that people are spreading lies about COVID and the vaccine, and they need to be suppressed. But um, when it comes to talking about um, the impact of immigration on the spread of COVID, where California, for example, has a lot of uh, undocumented uh, immigrants, uh, and they're now having to go back to masking because there is a surge. Well, where is it coming from? Is it you know is, is it just developing de novo among the populace, or is it being brought in? It's unclear. Nobody wants to talk about it because it's not PC. But I think it's it's worthy of consideration. Good comment. Eight seven 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 two six eight two five five our number, and um, okay. Uh, there's an expression: "Stuff you like a Strasbourg goose." 
Have you heard that expression? Because it is about the cruelty inflicted on geese when they force feed them to give them fatty livers. Fatty liver, a big problem among humans. You can induce fatty liver in geese by stuffing bread down their throats. And it's very cruel. They, they stuff the bread in their mouths and then they massage their long necks to get the bread into their stomachs. And then they all develop fatty liver. And then they're slaughtered. Their livers are harvested. And they make pâté de foie gras, which is considered a delicacy. Goose liver pâté or duck liver pâté. And uh, it's been banned on the grounds it's inflicting animal cruelty. And so what are you going to do if you have a yen for pâté de foie? Well, the world's first lab-grown foie gras could solve this major concern. Uh, according to uh, this article, uh, scientists have developed a way to lab-grow the foie gras. Now, this is different than faux meat, you know, the uh, Impossible Burger, things like that. These are made from GMO soy and other ingredients blended together to give the texture and flavor of meat. This is real meat. Uh, the French food company Gourmet, it's spelled G-O-U-R-M-E-Y, is working to create a lab-grown version of foie gras. They use stem cells taken from fertilized duck eggs, which are isolated, then fed on a diet of protein, amino acid, and fats. The cells multiply as if they're in the egg, and you can get test tube-grown foie gras. So, wow. Uh, this is uh, going to be an amazing startup, and you're going to see more and more of this lab-grown meat. We'll see if it really passes muster nutritionally. I'll comment later on plant-based meat. Turns out it's not nutritionally equivalent to real meat. Coming up, I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. 877-726-8255 is our number for Intelligent Medicine. Did you know that olive oil is at its peak of flavor and nutrition right after it's fresh pressed at harvest time? That's why my favorite olive oil is delivered to me direct from the latest harvest, thanks to the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and as a listener of Intelligent Medicine, you can try a bottle of their finest artisanal olive oil, normally $39, for just $1 with no obligation to buy anything else. I've been enjoying these harvest fresh olive oils for years. They are far and away the brightest, most lively, and flavorful olive oils I've ever tasted. Their antioxidants and polyphenols are off the charts because they're fresh from the harvest. They make store-bought olive oils taste dull and flat by comparison. Taste for yourself. Check out this generous trial offer and get your $39 bottle for a buck with no obligation to buy anything else. Visit MyFavoriteOliveOil.com in my case, it truly is. MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. Our bodies depend on a potent powerhouse of beneficial bacteria that support and improve every aspect of our health. Dr. O'Hara's formula encourages probiotics to function at their peak performance. 
Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Transformative postbiotic compounds created during Dr. O'Hara's probiotics' exclusive three-year fermentation process are present in every capsule. These restorative postbiotics nurture diverse gut bacteria, leading to better digestion, improved immunity, and exceptional health. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Go to www.essentialformulas.com for a retailer near you. That's essentialformulas.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number. That number available to you 24-7, 365, so you can record a question as did this person. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. My name is Janet. I am torn between whether or not to get the vaccine or not. I know both pros and cons of both. Could you give me your professional medical uh, advice if you think I have not done it yet? Thank you, Dr. Hoffman, and I appreciate your program, and I, I think you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you very much. And Okay, so uh, this gives me an opportunity to state that uh, there is no, uh, there's no single answer to that question. It really depends on your circumstances. And I'm spending an awful lot of time in my office these days when I see patients discussing this very issue if they haven't gotten the vaccine. It's very situational. And it involves uh, a complex calculation of your risk-benefit equation. And if you uh, have high risk, then it justifies, uh, if you have high risk for COVID, uh, it justifies the slight risk of uh, the side effects uh, uh, that you might obtain if you take the vaccine. Uh, on the other hand, you know, and I've talked to some people who are vaccine hesitant and they say, look, you know, we're fine. You know, we are pretty much in, continue to be in lockdown. We're very careful. We have very little in the way of contacts. Uh, we're retired or we can work from home. Uh, and we just want to hang out a little longer. You know, we're not inalterably opposed to the vaccine, but we want to see if problems emerge with the vaccine or alternatively, if COVID goes away, I mean, that's another possibility that uh, in six months or a year it may become a less of a concern. Or alternatively, it may be that the vaccines that we have now used become less effective and uh, newer vaccines will offer better protection against whatever it is that's uh, coming down the pike. So, uh, you know, typically people who really should get the vaccine, people who are older, but with exceptions, some people are healthy, older individuals, but most people who are older uh, tend to be overweight. They tend to have high blood pressure. They tend to have blood sugar problems. They tend to have respiratory problems. Uh, these are people high risk for bad outcomes of COVID. Uh, if you're uh, going back into the workplace, if you're, uh, say, you know, volunteering in a homeless shelter or at a hospital, uh, these are situations where, yeah, pretty much uh, you want to get the vaccine if you... Uh, Want to travel? Well, you know, you may uh, get the itch to go somewhere, you know, hit your bucket list, and then it makes sense to get the vaccine just for logistic purposes. Take a little bit of a chance that maybe you'll have some, you know, temporary or uh, mild uh, reaction to the vaccine. Uh, 
so that you can garner the benefit of freedom to be able to go out and about. Uh, if you're uh, a young person and you have a lot of contact, you know, you like to go to bars and restaurants and public places, maybe you should take the vaccine. On the other hand, if you're a very young person, uh, say you're, you know, 12 or 13 years old, I'm not a big fan of giving the, the vaccine to people under a certain age because their risk of getting very sick with COVID is fairly minimal. And um, they're, uh, they're better off acquiring natural immunity through a mild infection. Uh, yeah, there's a risk of transmitting it to others, but um, it's situational. It really is. It kind of depends on your circumstance. So I can't give you a blanket answer. This is not really amenable to uh, a radio response that's succinct. Thanks for your question, your kind comments. 877-726-8255 or number. Okay, we talked uh, last time about uh, lab-grown pâté de foie. This is a new technology that's really going to take off because for certain types of uh, non-textured meats, you know, you can't do that with, uh, you know, T-bone steak, but they're going to be able to do it with things like pâté, things like hamburger, chicken nuggets. Uh, this new technology, like it or not, is going to really take off. And uh, at least, at the very least, this is actually animal tissue. It's just grown in a different fashion, perhaps in a more humane fashion. Yeah, it's artificial, but uh, you can make it so that they're not harmful additives. So I'm a little less concerned with that than I am with what's termed plant-based meat or meat substitutes. Things like the Impossible Burger, uh, the Beyond Burger, or Beyond Chicken, or whatever they call these things. Um, they really should not appropriate the name of the thing that they're trying to substitute for because it taint the same thing. I have here in front of me an article, Plant-Based Meat Not Nutritionally Equivalent to Real Meat Finds Study. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of money involved here. There's billions of dollars from uh, folks like Bill Gates, other investors, celebrities like Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, who are combining profits with their idealism about saving the planet and uh, their zeal for vegetarianism, which they believe is healthier, erroneously so in my opinion. Researchers from Duke University in the U.S. believe the findings uh, show that there is a difference, even if the taste, even if they can synthesize the taste of real meat, there is a difference. Uh, in order to replicate the nutrition in meat, manufacturers put some things back, like vitamin B12, zinc, and protein, but it comes from soy, peas, and other plant sources. Um, they use something called leg hemoglobin, which is uh, an iron-carrying molecule from soy and red beet and uh, the fiber methyl cellulose to um, simulate the texture of beef. But when the scientists analyzed the 36 carefully cooked patties, they took a popular hamburger alternative, they found 171 out of the 190 chemical components or metabolites they measured varied between beef and the plant-based meat substitute. Um, what they discovered was that several metabolites known to be important to human health, such as creatine, spermine, anserine, and the omega-3 fatty acid DHA, 
were found either exclusively or in greater quantities in beef. Did you know that beef has omega-3 fatty acids? It does. Uh, they say that these metabolites have potentially important anti-inflammatory and other physiological roles that are important for the functioning of the brain and other organs like muscles, the heart, blood vessels, etc. Um, now, it's clear that some people do well on vegan diets with no animal products. So they can live healthy lives. But to uh, indiscriminately substitute plant-based meats for meat in the human diet, as is advocated by big uh, political organizations like the Eat Lancet Project. The Lancet, the world's leading medical journal, published a manifesto that says that we should move to less meat consumption and eat more plant-based alternatives. Um, this is bad science and could lead to unforeseen health problems if we implement it on a large scale. So before we leap, we should look at the difference between plant and animal foods. Uh, judicious use of animal foods has a role in a healthy human diet. 877-726-8255 is our number for Intelligent Medicine. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site, it's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and it's that time of year again when everyone suffers from some kind of upper respiratory problem. We miss work and feel miserable spending too much time with doctors and pharmacists. That is unless we protect ourselves and our families with a product that I recommend to my patients, Clear Saline Nasal Spray and Sinus Rinse. Clear combines the unique properties of xylitol and the health-promoting benefits of a saline nasal spray to help cleanse, moisturize, and soothe your sinuses and nasal passages. Clear helps wash away bacteria, pollens, and other irritants before they have a chance to attack the sensitive tissues in your upper respiratory tract. Clear is easy to use, effective, and safe for people of all ages. Clear is simply your best defense in an increasingly dirty and polluted world. I use it myself. You can find Clear Saline Nasal Spray and Sinus Wash at Vitamin Shop, CVS, Rite Aid, and other drugstores, supermarkets, and pharmacies near you, as well as Amazon. Or you can visit Clear on the web at clear.com. That's www.xlear.com. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, 877-726-8255, our number. And my namesake is calling from Northern California. Ron, welcome. Thank you. Uh, uh, I spent probably about four decades with student service projects. And <clears throat> back when uh, they were focusing on HIV, AIDS, and then the testing process, which would tell a young 15-year-old or whatever age at that level that they either had a, uh, the antibodies or didn't have it. 
mm-hmm. and then they could make a decision. This COVID is difficult to make a decision. But one of the studies that was brought up in the recent question was from mother-to-child transmission and how uh, with the new Delta Plus virus out there uh, from COVID, what, what, what are the levels of potential transmission not only to the children themselves as we go forward, but from mothers uh, to child, uh, transgenerational effect to newborn, unborn babies. Okay. I, I presume you're talking about the virus, not the immunity from the vaccine, right? That's correct. Okay. Because it's two separate questions is, will the, uh, will the vaccine confer immunity to, uh, the child? For example, if a woman is pregnant, will, uh, you know, taking the vaccine, as is recommended, will the child uh, then develop immunity to uh, COVID? That's another story. So what you're saying is, you know, can you transmit it, uh, what is called vertical transmission? Uh, and the answer is, it does not appear so. The studies that I've read suggest that uh, mom can get it or be exposed to it, and then the baby does not, you know, carry the virus. That's not the case. But I got to say that, you know, you bring up the issue of uh, testing, and, you know, you may have involved in testing in another era when HIV was a concern. Um, they, this thing with the testing uh, is creating some problems because we now have a high percentage of vaccinated folks and the situation with uh, sports teams kind of illustrates this. We have uh, Chris Paul in the uh, NBA uh, who was taken out of action for a while, even though he wasn't sick and he'd been vaccinated because he tested positive. Then t- teams uh, have to skip games uh, or players are sidelined uh, until it's demonstrated that it was a false positive or you know that they test negative, they're quarantined. Uh, this happened to the Yankees just this weekend when they embarked on uh, a big series with uh, the Boston Red Sox. And uh, the vast majority of the Yankees have been vaccinated. Uh, they, uh, except for maybe one guy, uh, and, and, and they tested positive. What's up with that? Well, the sensitivity of the test is such that it can indicate the presence of the virus, even in someone who's not sick and may not come down with severe COVID and may not even be uh, uh, transmitting the virus, may not be contagious. So the testing, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, they want to sequester people who have uh, the potential to spread it, but it's creating all kinds of problems because the testing is overly sensitive. There is no test to tell you that you are sick with COVID the test merely tests for the presence of the virus, perhaps in your nasal passages that you inadvertently inhaled a few particles and it's not, it's not infecting you and you're not infectious, but nevertheless, you have to step out of line and be quarantined to no avail. So, you know, that's a whole other issue is what is all this testing? And we're seeing, okay, we're seeing a lot of cases but do those cases add up to the potential for COVID to come back in a devastating way and hospitalizing a lot of people? For the most part, hospitals are not overrun with COVID cases uh, and less, far less people are dying. Yes, some people are dying, but far, far fewer are. And so what are we talking about with the testing? And then when we determine that people who've had the vaccine are positive for COVID, what does it mean? Is it consequential? We don't even really know. 
Are, are they spreaders? Are they, do they have the potential to get really sick? Well, the vast majority don't. No vaccine is 100% effective, but these vaccines are effective up into the 90th percentile, which means that a lot of people may test positive, but what's, what's the consequence? Unclear. Thank you for that call. Did you know that olive oil is at its peak of flavor and nutrition right after it's fresh pressed at harvest time? Well, you would know that if you listen to my interview with T.J. Robinson. We did an entire podcast last week. You can check it out at drhoffman.com. He's the olive oil hunter. He goes hither and thither and yon to find the freshest, most flavorful olive oil that's uh, packed with antioxidants and polyphenols. These are off the charts because they're fresh from the harvest and they make store-bought olive oils taste dull and flat by comparison. You can try a bottle of the olive oil offered by the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. Uh, I get their shipments every quarter, and I look very much forward to them. It's normally $39, but as a part of a special offer, you can obtain a bottle of their finest artisanal olive oil for just a buck with no obligation to buy anything else. Check out this generous trial offer and get your $39 bottle for a buck with no obligation to buy anything else. Visit MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. That's no understatement. In my case, it truly is. MyFavoriteOliveOil.com is the website to sign up for that special offer to our Intelligent Medicine listeners. Get a $39 bottle of artisanal olive oil, flavorful and packed with essential nutrients. No obligation to buy anything else. MyFavoriteOliveOil.com All right. Um, this item has to do with one of my favorite nutrients, which is turmeric. It turns out that a compound derived from turmeric has neuroprotective properties. Researchers in Japan have found that a, com a component derived from turmeric, which is called tumorone, acts directly on dopaminergic nerves to create a neuroprotective effect. In a Parkinson's disease model, now we know that Parkinson's disease has an inflammatory component, so it makes sense that curcumin and the compounds that it contains uh, can have a protective effect against the disease, perhaps slow its progression. So, they say, our study elucidated a new mechanism by which tumorone and its derivatives directly protect dopaminergic neurons. And um, so the prospect, I mean, obviously, uh, this suggests that taking turmeric or uh, curcumin products can have a protective effect on the brain. But what they're aiming for, probably, is designer drugs based on the compounds in, in turmeric that are patentable and they can be offered um, on a prescription basis to patients suffering from neurodegenerative diseases, not just Parkinson's disease, but other conditions like uh, Alzheimer's and so on. And this item, uh, and I've long suspected this, junk food makes it more likely that you will come down with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. And now that's been confirmed 
in a big study in the BMJ Medical Journal, uh, researchers uh, found that compared with less than one serving of ultra-processed food per day, there was an 82% increased risk of inflammatory bowel disease among those who consumed five or more servings per day. 82% increased risk. 67% increased risk for one to four servings per day. Ultra-processed foods include soft drinks, refined sweetened foods, salty snacks, and processed meat. And each were associated with higher risks of inflammatory bowel disease. In contrast, intake of white meat, red meat, dairy products, fruit, vegetables, and legumes uh, were not associated with inflammatory bowel disease. So this is a disease of Western civilization, modern disease, that is largely the result of our poor diets. All right, so thanks very much for joining us. Remember, 877-726-8255, the number that you can call during the week to record a question. We'll take up those questions next week, plus some leftover from this week. Check out drhoffman.com for lots of goodies. You can download our podcast. You can subscribe to our newsletter. You can follow us on social media. <laughs> Hopefully, we won't be banned from it. Facebook and Twitter. And uh, make yourself a more informed listener to Intelligent Medicine. Have yourselves a great weekend. This is Dr. Hoffman.